On this edition of the Voices of Elon Athletics podcast, presented by State Farm Insurance, we get a chance to spend some time with a person who's not only a mainstay on the Elon campus, but was also a highly accomplished and decorated student athlete in her own right from her days at the University of Illinois, and that is head women's volleyball coach Mary Tendler. Coach Tendler, thanks for spending a few moments with us on the podcast. Oh, no problem. You've been the head volleyball coach at Elon since 2003, but a Midwesterner for all of your life. What is it about Elon and the state of North Carolina that's kept you here for almost now, Coach, two decades? Uh, Well, I guess a lot of it comes down to just the people. Um, And there's so many great people at Elon and in the community. Um, And some of them come and go, but um, just getting to know everybody has been great. Obviously, the weather's better. Um, (laughs) And I've been here for a while, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just a little bit better. Um, my husband's from Saskatchewan, so it's a lot better for him. But um, it's uh, Elon. It doesn't seem like I've been at the same job for for this amount of time. It seems like Elon is just constantly changing and changing for the good. Um, and you know, obviously, you know, we went into a new facility. We went into a new conference. We, you know, we have more. Um, I've had more assistants than when I first, you know, arrived here. Um, budgets are better. Um, so it feels like a new job. And when we were in the um, Southern Conference, we started, you know, near, at the bottom and kind of built our way up and finally won our division in 2010. And, and now we're doing it again in the CAA. And, you know, we started at the bottom and we're moving up slowly, but, but it's uh, been a fun challenge. And, um, you know, had a, had a pretty good year last year and, you know, looking forward to winning our first CAA championship. I mentioned that you are a Midwesterner. Let's kind of dial down a little bit. You are from the Chicago area and a Cubs fan, right? Yes, I am a huge Cubs fan Um, from a young age, from like the late 70s, I guess, when I was in grade school. we um, If you were on safety patrol or had perfect attendance or honor roll, you got in the bus and you went to a Cubs game with a, a group of friends. Um, so I used to do that all the time. And um, and then WGN back in Chicago yeah. had every single Cubs game on, right? Yeah. So I would, especially during the summer months, that's on at 115 in the afternoon. And so I would get out there and I'd watch all the games. Um, and I'd even, like, even before I knew what I was doing, I would have a, a blank sheet of paper, a ruler. I do all the nine innings. I put the lineup in. I chart out like what everybody is, you know, doing each bat. Um, and then, um, well, two o'clock came around. My whole, my two older sisters who are seven and eight years older than me and my yeah. mom, my whole family has been watching Guiding Light. All the females in my family, <laughs> right? My grandma on the radio. So Guiding Light came on at two o'clock every day. We just had one TV. So I'd be in the chair watching the Cubs game, getting into it for a few innings. And then my sister and my mom would come in and switch that channel. And Guiding Light would come on. So I'd miss a big chunk of it. But then I would come back and see the end. So now my whole family is Cubs fans. And they can't believe they did that to me. But um, yeah. So I, and um, it, it's a huge thing for me. And, and when they won the World Series, even better. I actually got the the MLB net, uh, network package for a month during okay. that time. Yeah. Um, so I can see the end of the season, um, all the all the games. So because I don't get them as often out here as I did back in Chicago. So how many games have you seen at Wrigley? Not a whole lot. Okay. I would say um, I try to, um, if I go home and visit family, I always cross-check to see if the Cubs are there. And if they are, I can find some people to go with me to the game. Okay. Um, but we've seen uh, less than 20 just because um, I haven't always um, been in the Chicago area. 
All right, let's talk about 2016. The Cubs win the World Series, and it's during the midst of the fall and obviously during the midst of the volleyball season. Where were you at? When they won, I was at home. Okay. I was watching it at home. I mean, those those games were on really, really late. And as you said, it was during our season. That was tough. It was the emotion going through from game to game, not just the World Series, but prior to that. I mean, and then your season is, you know, it was early in the CAA that we were, were there, so we're struggling in conference play, and then we're watch, watching the Cubs do awesome. So it was, was just emotions up and down during that season for sure. Well, so. and and not only late night, but also the emotions of not only the series, but also the clinching game. Araldus Chapman blowing the save and then going to extra innings. That's that's a unique way to try to win a first World Series in quite some time. Right. Yeah, Chapman, I mean, we knew when he, when he goes in, he always scares you, but he usually <laughs> came out with the win, right? Right. So you knew, you, you're just like, okay, he's going to get this. He's going to get this. He likes the drama, um, being that relief pitcher at the end, um, the closer. Um, but then when they tied it up, you know, and it's – it's like a midweek game, you know? It's, I mean, it's like I have work the next day in practice, and I'm tired. So, And I've been through, like, like you know, the Steve Bartman catching that foul ball. Yeah. I remember Bill Buckner at first base when that ball rolled through his legs. So I'm like, okay, what do I want to do here? Do I want to skip the ending? And if they win, you know, hey, they won. I'm going to be happy. Or, you know, go to bed and get some sleep? Or do I want to watch it and possibly be really, really upset again? So I made the decision after they tied it up, I went to bed. I was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I was embarrassed. As a, as a true Cubs fan, I'm embarrassed to say that. That's but okay. Yeah, my husband stayed up and watched it. And uh, um, he saw it. He's not even a sports fan. He's a volleyball. He coaches volleyball. So he's a volleyball person. Yeah. Um, but I have to a Chicago fan. So he stayed up and watched it and I was sound asleep. Well, not only your love of Chicago and love of the Cubs, but also your undergraduate time was at Illinois and boy, the accomplishments just sort of speak for themselves. Big Ten Player of the Year three times. A three-time All-American National Player of the Year. Your senior year, you would graduate and then go and play for the Olympic team for two seasons. And three years back, you were inducted into the inaugural Hall of Fame class. Coach, those accomplishments just kind of speak for themselves. Yeah, especially when I hear you say them. It's, I'm like, well, I was getting kind of tired listening to all that. I mean, that sounds like a lot of work. But, yeah, I'm proud of all of that. I, you know, I think of when I hear all that stuff, I think about – you know, the work went into it, not just during college, but obviously during during high school and, you know, all the hours put into, you know, practicing and and all the sacrifices you make to, be, you know, get to the collegiate level to be a Division One athlete. Um, and um, obviously, in my case, it was definitely worth it. And um, but the Hall of Fame thing was was uh, special to me and to my family, for sure. How does somebody find out that they're going into a Hall of Fame? Well, I knew, I mean, they were putting out information in the news that they were going to have the inaugural Hall of Fame and it was going to come out in February, right? So I I didn't talk about it, but I thought maybe I had a shot to get into this inaugural and I thought that would be really cool. So, um, you know, I know in Champaign, Illinois, where, where the school is located, the area code is 217. So, you know, I knew this and it's a Wednesday in February. And we're at, uh, we're at our, our athletic department meetings, which happen on a Wednesday. Yep. 
So I'm sitting there in our head coaches meeting starts first, you know, and I'm listening to Coach Blank talk and I see my phone, you know, it's not, it didn't ring, but I saw it was a 217 number during the head coaches meeting and I'm like, ooh, this could be it, right? But I can't say anything. <laughs> Because um, I just wouldn't do that. I'm like, excuse me, I gotta go. Um, so in between our head coaches, somebody's on and then, uh, line one. Yeah, I gotta go. That important is happening here. Um, so in between, the rest of the athletic department comes in. You know, we have lunch and then we finish our meeting. So I checked the uh, message, and it was the athletic director from Illinois, Josh Whitman, saying, you know, I think I have some good news for you. Call me back, type of thing. Um, but I didn't want to do it because there's a lot of people there and I wanted to make sure I was like in my office and it was quiet and everything right. like that. So I had to wait for after the athletic department meeting, went to my office, um, called him back. And of course, I had to leave a message because he was probably calling a lot of other people. And then I finally heard back from him. So I did save that message that he put on my phone. I still have that today. So uh, I don't know. I'll probably delete it at some point, but it was kind of special for me. You were in a class that has got a lot of people that folks may know. Dick Butkus, Red Grange, Dee Brown, who played basketball at Illinois, and Steve Stricker among them. What was that weekend like? Well, first, I was just happy I was able to go because it was during the fall, but our schedule, you know, fit in really well. So um, they were just so nice. I mean, Dick Butkus, you would think, like, you wouldn't get any time with him, but he – he would talk to everybody, took pictures. Um, you know, I went on a Friday. It was a Friday night game because they were on ESPN um, football game. Yep. So we had a suite, you know, and my family were all in a suite up top. We got to food was catered in, which was pretty cool. It was a pretty packed stadium. Um, so we watched the football game, and then the next day they had um, – the next day I toured, there was a, a communications student from Elon that actually went with me on the weekend – um, so she was like doing interviews and um, so my um, old assistant coach toured us around in the morning um, who teaches there still and we got on the golf cart and went around campus and got to see sit, see things and then I had luncheon and then um, you know it was you know taking pictures with everybody and yeah. I have a, I have a great picture with uh, Dick Butkus that's in my office we're on we're on the golf cart because they at ha halftime of the football game you got on a golf cart and you they introduced everybody and you know went around the field so um i have that in my office it's pretty cool um that he signed for me and my sister framed it of course a quick time out for a word from our friends at cpi security protection you can count on to the conveniences you'll love visit them online at mycpi.com to learn more every coach has a hobby or two is it my understanding yours is fine wine uh, yes, you could say that. It's I guess you could call it a hobby. Yes, Would you be we, a uh, my husband and I really, yeah, we enjoy. Um, I mean, this is a great region for. There's a lot of great vineyards around here. Okay. And just like you know, the reason the reason I like Elon is the people are great. There's some great people out there that run these vineyards in North Carolina. Yeah, um, really, really cool people. And so I love the the experience here you know my husband wants to get to every single vineyard in north carolina and check them off his list then there's like 175 or so we're not going to make that <laughs> that's not going to happen um but you know we have some favorites and the ones i really like are the the smaller ones that are family owned um yeah. and you go in there and um you know we're like we're wine club members at a couple places hanover park 
Um, we could go there. It's about an hour 15 from here. It's, you know, Amy, Amy is awesome. She does the wine tastings. Her husband is a winemaker. It's this white little farmhouse, beautiful wooden floors. Um, you know, their dog is, is sitting there on the floor. And you just, it's education. You know, you learn about all the different wines and um, how they make them. And evidently, like, you know, obviously, what is it? Um, tobacco state, right? Yeah. The same soil is good for grapes. So okay. a lot of the tobacco farms have switched to vineyards, which I think is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, we like we like wines. Our taste in wines have changed over the time over time. But um, you know, we like it. We like the you know hanging out with people and um, just you know taking our love for wine and trying to introduce it to other people and. Um, just had good conversation. So we started drinking uh, wines when we I was playing in Germany professionally and Blaine was over there as well and the uh, German couple below us in the flat um, would invite us down. Okay. And so we think our first wines were like a Riesling or something like that from Germany. So not a bad place to start. Not a bad um, place to start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mentioned the tour of the wineries throughout this state. Have you and Blaine ever been to Napa? No, on the bucket list. Napa Valley, um, haven't been to, and also the Finger Lakes up in New York. Yeah. Um, our athletic trainer, Marty Baker, um, tells me about um, that place and um, would be a cool place to go to. But we trade with our jobs, it's hard. We don't know when we can take a vacation or anything. So we like to go out to the Atkin Valley in North Carolina and a couple nights at a, a cabin out there and do some hiking and um, visit some vineyards and um, feel like you've kind of been away. But I definitely want to get to Napa sometime. That would be fun. With every hobby, there's a unique story. I'm sure you've got one or two. Probably, yeah. Um, yes. Um, we, I mean, we have a lot of, we collect a lot of wines. Like I said, we're in wine clubs and everything like that. Yeah. And um, my husband does all the cooking at our house pretty much. He doesn't really allow me to cook, but every once in a while, I like to surprise him and make something. So he was gone, and I'm getting up, you know, Surprising. googling recipes. Yeah, <laughs> googling recipes for stew. I was going to make a crock pot stew one week weekend day, and uh, so evidently you put the stew meat in, you know, and you're browning it. And then you're supposed to pour some some red wine in, right? And a red wine that you would want to drink. It said right, so. So I pull one out of the refrigerator and um, use it and then um, finish my stew and I'm all excited to show him the stew and he looks at the bottle on the cupboard and he was like, you put that in the stew? I go, yeah, it called for red wine. I thought that was pretty cool. We obviously had some. He's like, that was a $60 bottle of wine you used in the stew. And then he didn't even like the stew and I'm like, great. So, But it's, it gets better, right? So then he starts, we have... We have a white wine fridge, a red wine fridge, and not, and then we had a do not touch wine fridge okay. because of that episode. But one of our refrigerators um, broke down, so now we're down to two. So he starts putting little white tags on the bottles that say do not touch. You know, bottles he's aging, just you know doesn't want to just give it away as a gift or something. So um, January comes around, and I don't know if you remember Brenda Paul, who used to coach. Yep women's basketball at Elon, she's uh, house-sitting for um, a professor who's doing a study abroad trip in January. So she's in town. This is great. I love Brenda Paul. She welcomed me when I first came here. She um, befriended my husband. So she has a friend in for one of the weekends from where she uh, finished uh, working at Pfeiffer, an older lady. So they come over, our neighbors are over, and we're um, 
her friend was real picky about the wines. So Blaine leaves and he has to pick up some food at the store. And so I'm like, well, let's, you know, this next, she's, her, her glass is empty. I'm like, let's open two bottles of reds, see which one you like, because I want to make sure you like it. So I did it. He comes back from the store and he's looking and he's like, he's like, you just used a bottle I've been aging for 12 years. I wanted to age it for 20 years. And the lady didn't even like the wine. She was like, she liked the other one. It was really good. But um, I said, you did not have a white tag on it, right? He goes, I put the white tag on the whole row. And he's like, oh. I go, we need to communicate better because that did not work out well. So I don't like picking bottles of wine anymore out of the wine fridge. So I am I am assuming that the head volleyball coach and his study a broad program that's gone twice to Italy, that just sort of matches up the best of both worlds, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, it's part of the culture in Italy is um, wines, and um, they have some obviously excellent wines and some really cool vineyards over there. So um, I did in our last trip, uh, we got to do pasta making class and taste wines at the same place which was pretty cool um and i got to share my love for wine with the players and they know i don't hide it from them it's not like they don't know i like wine but i would never drink wine in front of them or with them right. at elon or when they're players until they cross that stage and and that sort of thing um but got the opportunity over there just to do a little wine tasting and that was that was really special i told them all to behave and make sure that everything and they they did just that and uh, so that was that was a pretty cool experience but the trip was much more than that but right. um yeah pretty fortunate to be able to bring the team over there i was going to ask you how unique is the study abroad aspect because as i mentioned earlier you've gone on two different trips with your ball club and multiple teams have been to multiple places that just feels like a unique element to the elon experience it is. It's great. I mean, the girls look forward to that, and it's great for recruiting as well because as we talk to um, to players, we can tell them that they're going to go on a study abroad trip um, with the team, which is unique. Um, and the special thing is we're not doing fundraising for it, our volleyball program. A lot of other universities, a lot of other volleyball programs that go have to do a lot of fundraising, and we just are really lucky we don't have to do that. But it's a chance for them to bond together. Um, and I mean, it's a whole new experience when, you know, they're out and their cell phones aren't working and they're, they have to depend on each other to get around different cities and they're just learning so much. And last time, um, Chris Leopold, um, from the psychology department took our team and he's still a part of our team now. And he's actually going to be on our team meeting call, um, this week, I believe it is. And talk to our girls, comes to the matches, his wife came along. So it kind of just brings the athletics portion and um, the academic portion together and they're they're true student athletes and we tell people that but that definitely proves it fantastic coach thanks for spending a few moments with us no problem thanks for having me taylor our thanks to head women's volleyball coach mary tendler for stopping by quick reminder the best western plus and girl 584 proud to support elon athletics and our community during this unique time remember that the best steakhouse for miles Still open on a daily basis for all your takeout needs. And if you can't find what you're looking for at the grocery store, then how about taking the Grill 584 home with you, cooked or take home to fix yourself? Contact Grill 584 584-0479 to learn more about how you can take the best steaks and other items home with you. The Best Western Plus and Grill 584 
proud partners of Elon Athletics and all of Alamance County. And our friends at Wilson Tire Pros want you to know that they are deemed essential and open in here for all of your automotive needs. They are committed to continuing to offer honest and exceptional service and affordable prices for all customers while maintaining a safe environment for customers and employees. Give them a call, 584-9638, or visit them online at Wilson Tire and Automotive.com. For Coach Tendler, I'm Taylor Durham. Thanks so much for listening to the Voices of Elon Athletics podcast presented by State Farm Insurance.